0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: On this episode of the Front Office Podcast, Brent the neighbor pulls up, we talk a little boxing, we talk a little baseball, and then we end it on some football. So let's get going. joined by the homie Brent, way out there in the Midwest. Well, not the Midwest, Utah, kind of the west of the Midwest. How you doing, Brent?
2: Good, man. Good to talk to you.
1: Man, it's great to talk to you. We're going to get right to it. So, boxing is coming up. Man, look, I'm hearing Mike Tyson's about to try to fight Roy Jones Jr. I'm, I'm hearing Floyd Mayweather's about to try to make his comeback. Man, do you does I saw Mike train, and I don't want to catch any of those punches. But do you think Mike has anything left?
2: I think he's got. I think he's got enough left to beat Roy Jones Jr. And actually, I've been I've been following him this close. I've I've been interested in it, and uh, because Roy Jones Jr. is really treating this as an expedition, as an as as a you know as as an uh, exposition fight, he's. You know he's going to stick and move. He's going to dance around the ring like Roy Jones Jr. does. And you know Mike Tyson is going at this, where this is he wants to knock Roy Jones Jr. out. So it reminds me. It actually, I was thinking about this the other day. It reminds me of like uh, Rocky IV, when Drago fought uh, Apollo Creed in the exhibition match and ended up killing him. And I think I, I honestly believe Mike Tyson wants to knock Roy Jones Jr. out.
1: Man, I think I, I heard Roy Jones Jr. give an interview a couple of days ago, and he says he's regretting even taking that fight. And I think Mike Tyson's going to really try to break break something on Roy Jones Jr. No, he's going to try to hurt. But Mike Tyson's a—he's not a normal dude, right? I mean, he's—I he, he, feel
2: like he misses boxing. I feel like he—he uh, he can. You he, he watch the training videos, like I have. He can still hit hard. I would want no piece of him. But at the same time, the one thing you can't forget about Roy Jones Jr. is that he's going to be fast. He's still going to be much, much faster than Mike Tyson. If Roy Jones Jr. wants to dance around the ring and pick off Tyson with jabs and straight rights, then there's not going to be much that Tyson can do about it. But if Roy Jones Jr. wants to dance and he wants to go in close...
1: Uh, I think he's gonna get napped out do, do you think Mike is just missing the fighting game or you think he's missing the 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 glitz and glamour do you think he's missing a little bit of the money or are all of those together
2: I think it's I think it's a little of I think it's a little of everything I mean he he's clearly still in shape right you know I mean he's he's, he's training like this is an actual you know an actual fight Um you know i think he misses it i think he i think you know that and especially the heavyweight division is back right everyone's focused on the heavyweight division finally where it's been gone for years no one's cared and now everyone's talking about the heavyweight division and no one's talking about mike tyson anymore so it would not surprise me one bit if mike tyson goes in there and knocks out roy jones jr and then books another fight uh an actual you know an actual uh an actual fight with a, a heavyweight contender. But I, I also think he needs the money. I mean we all know Mike Tyson hasn't been the greatest at managing his, his assets over right over the years. So I'm sure they're paying him a lot of money. But, you know, from what I've heard, you know, this isn't just gonna be a one fight thing. He's he's trying to get back into it.
1: Speaking of the heavyweight division, you got Deon Deontay Wilder, you got Anthony Joshua, you got Tyson Fury. I think Tyson Fury is trying to get Joshua to, to Fight him, but he has he has another fight he has to come up with. Um, who who is the fight that you want to see? You want to see Wilder Fury again? Like what do you want to see?
2: Well, the fight I want to see the, the fight I want to see is uh, uh, Fury Wilder three. Only
1: if Wilder comes in shape. Right. So the first fight was a the first fight was great. That was a great fight. Both of them were in shape.
2: It could have gone either way. Um, obviously, it was a draw. Second fight, Tyson Fury went in there and whooped him. Um, he was just in much, much better shape, much, much better boxing conditioning. And you know, if if Deontay Wilder can can get in shape and and show up for a third fight, I think I think it'll be competitive. But what I'm not interested in is watching another you know another Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury two. Now Anthony Joshua right. Tyson Fury to me, would be more interesting as a boxing fan. But, the you know, Americans want a, a heavyweight champion. They're dying to have another Evander Holyfield. They're dying to have another, you know, Mike Tyson. And, and Deontay Wilder is the only hope. So they're, they're scheduled to fight in December, I think. I think they locked it in and, and, and they're going to give it a go. Um, but honestly, as much as I'd like to see the heavyweight championship come back to America... I have no reason to believe that Tyson Fury's not going to whoop up on him again.
1: Right, Tyson Fury has the WBC belt, and Joshua has what WBA, IBF, and WEL yep. titles, correct?
2: Right, and I think that's the fight to make. You know right. I don't know if actually, contractually, contractually, Wilder is, is 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 was was able to to get a third fight in, and I think it'll be a good fight. But you know, all we want to see is boxing fans as a unified is a unified belt right? and until Deontay until Joshua and uh, Fury fight you're not going to see that but you never know I mean Deontay Wilder has one of the most brutal right hands in boxing and all he's got to do is land one and then all of a sudden he's back on top so I don't know I think there's some you know that that's a that's a big fight in December. There's some there's some other really big fights coming up. Boxing is starting to get going again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, over the last few months, it's been it's been kind of quiet and stagnant just because of COVID. And but uh, in October, it, there's going to be a great fight. It's uh, Vasily Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez. Ooh. That to me, so so Lomachenko unbelievable fighter everyone is you know a lot of people think he's pound for pound number one um in my opinion he hasn't really fought anyone I I think he's fought some 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 average to above average fighters uh but Teofimo Lopez is coming in undefeated and that's going to be a great fight that's in October another great fight you have in October is and this one I'm really looking forward to uh Gervonta Davis oh yeah uh versus Yep, yeah, versus Leo Santa Cruz. Oh yeah. So so Javante Davis always you know, he always looks good, mm-hmm. um, but that's another one where you know he hasn't really fought anyone. He's been kind of I don't want to say he's been coddled, but they've been very careful as far as who they put in front of him, and he's destroyed everyone. However, you know Leo Santa Cruz is not to be messed with. That guy is a that guy is a pro. He's a multi division champion. And I think he's going to give Gervonta Davis all he can handle. Um, so that's one of the fights that I'm most excited about in October. Uh, for November, of course, we already talked about Tyson Jones Jr. That's an eight-round fight. It'll, it'll be fine. You know, I don't know that that... I, I can't say I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, but I am I am interested in another fight in November, which would be Earl Spence okay. versus, versus Danny Garcia. Mm. Now... Earl Spence is an unbelievable talent. He's obviously undefeated. He's a champion. Um, I was hoping that he would step up and take, you know, uh, take a little more risk against a, against a more dangerous opponent. Uh, but Danny Garcia is a past champion too. I think Danny Garcia has only lost, uh, two fights or three fights at the most. So he's, he's definitely a formidable, uh, formidable opponent. Um, but it'll be interesting. I mean, Earl Spence hasn't dodged anyone. He, he he had one of the greatest fights of the year last year with Sean Porter. Um, so Spence versus Garcia is going to be going to be a good one. And then, of course, come December, you've got Tyson Fury and, and Deontay Wilder. Um, the one fight that people are still asking about is uh, Canelo Alvarez right. versus Tripled. So that's the one that that's the one that people still want to see. You know, personally, I. Uh, I would like to see it. I think it would be a competitive fight. Um, But uh, Canelo Canelo Alvarez has his issues, his legal issues right now Mm -hmm. uh, with the zone. So his career is really, I mean, it's, you know, he had signed this $380 million contract with the zone to fight these premier opponents. And the zone thinks he hasn't fought any premier opponents yet. And, and they're kind of fighting back and forth and, in a legal battle with Golden Boy, so honestly, I don't think you're going to see. I don't think you're going to see Canelo fight uh, for the rest of 2020. And if this thing continues on, there's no reason to think you're going to see him anytime soon in 2021.
1: What do you think about these Charlo twins, J- Jamal and Jermail? You, I'm, I'm, you know,
2: I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of 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 brothers not right. not fighting each other. So so I think they're both great fighters. Um, it's not a card. It's, so that's a Showtime pay-per-view card that's coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, um, It's not something I would pay to see. They're not fighting any... Both of them should win. It reminds me very much about the um, Klitschko brothers, right. right? where the Klitschko brothers each had a belt. They were on top. They would never fight each other because they're brothers. And, you know, I guess I understand that. But it's the same thing with the Charwell brothers. Like, if they're not you know you, as a boxing fan I want to see a unified champion Right, and I think the fight that people want to see would be the Charlo brothers against each other and we never got to see that with um the Klitschko's and, and honestly I don't think we're going to be able to see it with the Charlo's so I think they're great they're both great boxers they're, gro- they're both great fighters exciting and, and powerful but this this next card they're, they're not necessarily fighting anyone they should both win um and then, you know, at the end of the day, how do you unify a champion when you won't fight your brother?
1: The crazy part about it is I, I have two older brothers and we fought every day. <laughs> and and I tell you, if if it came to the point of I mean, it's sibling ribor- rivalry, you know, and I understand you don't want to try to hurt someone intentionally, but in in this business, if, if it's kinda like if and we're gonna get to baseball in a minute, it's kinda like you're yeah. a pit, it's kinda like you're a pitcher. And your brother's the batter, and it's the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded. You want to strike him out.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's one. It's one. That's one way to look at it. But the other way to look at it is that you're gonna that someone's gonna get a beat down. It's right? And I, I see both. I see both both sides of it. Where the fans want to see these guys fight each other, unify a belt. But then again, you know, do these do these two brothers really want to go out there and hurt each other? And, yeah. and you know, I, I gotta respect that. But that's the that's the problem of fighting in the same in, in a similar same weight division right so you know that to me that 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 the Charlo brothers uh cards on showtime there's a lot of fights on that card and right. it should be entertained but to me none of them are that you know none of them <laughs> none of them are that competitive both right. of them should win and then we're going to be in the same situation where who do they fight next
1: because that thanksgiving dinner would be really awkward if one guy knocked out the other guy right Right?
2: I mean, that's the thing. It's easy for us as fans to say, fight your brother, but it's another thing if you're close to your brother and, you know, you're going to put a hurting on someone. And, you know, I understand it. I, I, and I don't, I don't get frustrated. I don't get angry when brothers won't fight. I, you know, I would have loved to see the Klitschko brothers fight, but at the same time, you know, I, I kind of get it. I understand why it's not, you know, why it's not their first choice.
1: Yeah, I get
2: that. I get that.
1: Um, moving on to baseball.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, those White Sox. Tell me about them.
2: Tell oh, you what, boy. No, <laughs> no,
1: uh, <laughs> I know that's your team. So,
2: it is my team. Yeah. And I've been, you know, when I first, I, I wasn't excited about this season. Neither was, was I. 60, it was a 60 game season. I was like, eh, you know how excited am I going to be your fans going to, you know, there's no fans in the stadium mm-hmm. It's a short season, but I got to tell you, I really like my one gripe with baseball is that it's under normal, under normal circumstances. It's such a long season. Yes. Right. 180 some games or whatever it is. And, and it, to me, this 60 game season format is, is pretty cool. Like every game matters and these teams are playing like every game matters. Right. So I've got finally, as a White Sox fan, I haven't had anything to be thankful for as a White Sox fan (laughs) for 2005 when they won the World Series, and and the last time they even went back to the playoffs was 2006. Um, But they've, you know, the White Sox have a very, very young team. They they spent the last, similar to what the Cubs did, they spent the last four years rebuilding, building the farm, them trading away, you know, trading away studs that were going to. That were going to do well, but we just didn't need them right then. Mm-hmm. And it's finally, it's finally paying off. Even though tonight they lost on a walk off home run to, to Cleveland, but it's it, it's paying off, and it's fun to see them. But I got to say, it's a it, it is a really like it's an unfortunate situation where we only have to play sixty games. But it is it is pretty interesting when all sixty games count, and they know it. And I'm I'm excited also that there's. You know there's there's teams that are leading the division like the White Sox that not that that aren't normally right, right. like you've got you the Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Rays are good I think they're like 36 and 20 and then right behind them you've got the New York Yankees that are 32 and whatever 23 right. Right. um but then you know the A's man oh the A's i think
1: the a's are 33 and 20. see but don't for don't me, don't get my high, don't get my hopes up on the a's because the a's the dodgers they're gonna do exactly what the clippers do they're gonna break my heart they they always do it they they win their division or get into the wild card and i just hope that this is the year that that we kind of buck the trend but the a's yeah go ahead the a's are, are killing i
2: gotta i gotta tell you i think the a's are i got to say even though I'm a, I'm a White Sox fan and it kills me to say it I believe the A's are the best team in the American League ah. now, now some people would say not nah, the Tampa Bay Rays blah 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 the, the Rays are 36 and 20 the A's are 33 and 20 mm-hmm. uh, but from a, both sides of the ball when it comes to pitching and hitting uh, I honestly believe the A's are the best team in the AL so it would not surprise me and I don't want to jinx them but it would not surprise me one bit if the A's go to the World Series this year uh, representing the AL. Now, the NL is a little different. I feel like there's – The
1: you've San got Diego the Padres.
2: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, you've got the – everyone's talking about the Dodgers. You know, they're 38-16 and 16 right now. They're in first place. Uh, but you've also got the Padres yep. that are – Four and 20 with Fernando Tatis oh. and, but, I mean they're exciting the, the Padres are basically the same thing that the White Sox are in the AL they're right. a young exciting team that hit and kind of you know that that's what people want to see I, I understand pitching is exciting and you want to see your pitchers throw no hitters and shutouts but ain't no pitchers throwing no hitters and shutouts against the White Sox and the Padres Right,
1: man where did Tim Anderson come from Man, you know,
2: he, he's he's been good, uh, but over the last I mean, last year he won the batting title. Right. And this year well he was tonight he was ejected from the game, um, for arguing strikes, but this year he's he's having another great year. But oh, I'll yeah. tell you what, um the front runner for the
1: M V P right now is Jose Abreu. Oh yeah for the Wars. Oh he's yeah. been he's kind of been a I've always
2: liked him, but he's kind of been this overrated. Like, you look at what he's making from a salary standpoint, and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay,
1: I get it, he's good. But this is the first year that he's been really good. right? So it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me
2: for one bit if Jose Abreu keeps us up and wins the MVP. Now, my only problem with this short season, of course, if the White Sox win the World Series or, you know, the Padres win the World Series or, hey, Everyone's going to, there's going to be an asterisk by it, right? It was a 60 game, it was a 60 game season. You know, blah, blah, blah. It might not be the same as winning the World Series at a different time. But, you know, to me, a World Series win is a World
1: Series win. I'll take it. I'll take it. Definitely. Yeah. Abreu's (laughs) Abreu's first in RBI, second in home runs. He's batting 330 on base percentage. uh, He's killing.
2: It's crazy. I mean, the only thing stopped, and then the White Sox have. The White Sox have uh, uh, Lewis Robert, who is, who is an unbelievable He's basically a rookie where you know they had seen him playing in the Dominican, and they gave him a huge contract before, before he even played one game as a White Sox or in the in MLB, mm-hmm. and they were criticized for it and blah, 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 and it turns out that he's great. He could be Rookie of the Year. You know the White Sox problem is going to be if anything's going to hold them back, it's it's not offense, it's it's pitching. So they've, uh, and, and I would say the same thing with the Padres too. I think these, you know, we you have to be able to get a strong rotation in there, and it's and, and not so much the ro- the starting rotation, it's the bullpen that's been that's been a little tough for these guys. So hopefully, you know, in a perfect world for me. Uh, I would love to see, I mean, the number one World Series matchup that I'd want to see would be the San Diego, San Diego Padres and the Chicago White Sox, mm-hmm. just because it would be just an offensive juggernaut. Right. It would be, it, and that's what, you know, that's what I want to see when it comes to baseball.
1: Well, I, I want to see the Padres as well, but I'm an Oakland A's fan, so I would want to see the Oakland A's and the San
2: Diego Padres. I'm pretty A's, man. Oh, I know. I, 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 you always want good things for the A's I love Billy Bean mm-hmm. I love the fact that they stayed in Oakland they could have they could have moved they could have gone elsewhere but you know Billy Bean really loves the city of Oakland he you know he wants to the win there Billy Bean could have been the GM for the Red Sox yep. the guy just loves Oakland and, yep. and how do you not root for Oakland to get a you know to get a World Series win I I certainly would definitely I mean, it, honestly the White Sox if the White Sox were to lose to anyone in the World Series, and if it was Oakland, yeah, I'd be I'd be disappointed, but I'd be I'd be really happy for. Or I'm sorry if they were going to lose in the uh, um, American uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'd be I'd be, I'd be upset, but I would be really happy.
1: for I, I wasn't going to correct you because I know you know what you're talking about, especially when it comes to boxing and baseball. That's why you're here. You know the thing about <laughs> it is for me. I don't believe in the asterisk this year. I think the mental, the mental, the mentally tough team is the team that's gonna win it. You know, I understand there's no fans, so there's no pressure. You look at the NBA bubble, there's nobody screaming at you and calling you terrible. So I get that, but. You, you have to make sure you're careful who, who you're around away from the game so that you don't you know, contract any type of COVID-related symptoms. And then yeah. you, you have to be really strict about where you are and what you're doing. So I think this year in all sports, hockey, baseball, WNBA, football, all of that, it's, it's going to have an exclamation point, not an asterisk, because I think this is mental toughness now. And I know that I know a lot of these teams jump out of the gate, especially in baseball, because it's one hundred and sixty something games. So you can go fifty and twelve, and then lose your next thirty out of sixty games. You know, a lot of teams start fast and then they they tail off. So, but this sixty games is hey, this is a race. Let's get there as fast as we can. And I think a lot of these teams are really taking this more serious now because it is such a short shortened season. For me, the most interesting. I guess, aspect
2: of this this COVID effect that we see. You know, I don't know that home field advantage is that big of a deal in baseball. Right. I think it's probably the least out of all the sports. But I tell you what, man, when you take home field advantage out of football, that to me has been the biggest eye-opener for me, where, you know, you've seen the Minnesota Vikings just sucking. And and they don't, have, you know. And normally that's a very, very, very tough place to play. It's loud, it's rowdy, you know. And to me, it's been interesting to see the, you know, the first couple weeks of football. How when you take away fans, and, and yeah, some of these stadiums have, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand fans in there. That's not going to do anything. That's nothing. No, it's nothing. You can still these guys, and you can watch them. Yeah, you can watch them when they're calling plays. They have no trouble hearing. You know, there's very limited false starts, penalties, things like that, and it's interesting when you take away when you take away the, the the home field advantage. You know, there's there's teams that are winning that you wouldn't expect to win. So to me, for NFL, that's where you know that's where it's been the kind of most eye opening when it comes
1: to not having fans in the stadium or, or having limited fans in the stadium. It's almost just who's who's the best, who's got the most skill.
2: That is. That's all it is. Yeah, and who's the, who's the best? Is, it's which team, which team is better. You know, you're not having to – there's there's not nearly as many audibles. You're not having to worry about uh, false starts. You're not having to worry about anything like that. And it's just which is the which is the best team when you play on more or less a neutral ground, which I think is – a. I don't know that I like it, right? Like I want things to go back to normal. But this is definitely like an interesting way – of of watching football and seeing some of these teams that shouldn't win these games win these games because you take away home field advantage.
1: I mean, look look at what the Raiders did against New yeah. Orleans yesterday, and I I, I
2: gotta tell you, i have stopped.
1: Yeah, and and it makes me wonder. Okay, wait a minute. If this was a home game for the Raiders, the 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 crowd would be pro Raiders. There was no fans there, and the Raiders still ended up winning. That, it's like man maybe the Raiders step on their own foot when anywhere with the fans and now there aren't any fans there's no pressure it, it's true i think i think there's a lot less pressure i think
2: it's easier for these guys to have a clear mind it's easier for the quarterbacks to, to call plays it's easy it's easier for the 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 obvious it's easier for the offense to to hear the snap count like you're taking away a lot of variables that can hurt you during a football game and but aside from that, you know, I I, I think the Raiders are. I, I was kind of I, I didn't care about week one, you know, beating Carolina. Right. And, you know, Carolina's not that great, but I was really looking at, at week two and looking at what they would do against New Orleans, and and they looked good. I mean, that's a, this is the best the Raiders have looked for me. This is the best Raiders team I can remember in a long
1: time. This is the best Mitchell Trubisky has looked. <laughs> I know you're. Hey, so so my buddy Sean, who who uh, is also a Bears fan, um, yeah. he he is a Trubisky head just like you. So uh, two and O you Chicago know, Bears. What's going on, Brent?
2: I got to – So I'll, I'll keep it real. But I so I'm a huge Bears fan. But I think Chicago is the worst two and O team right now <laughs> in the in entire football league. And 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 I'm not sold on. I'm not sold on Trubisky this year. I think, personally, if if I had my way, Nick Foles would be the starting quarterback this year. I mean, Definitely. Here we're paying Nick Foles fifteen million dollars a year to sit on the bench. Right. Right. And and I thought about it. I said, how could how could Trubisky win this job over Foles? And and it goes deep. Like you know, Ryan Pace, the general manager of the Bears. Trubinsky was his guy. He's the one he traded up, and everyone knows he passed on Watson. And he, i have heard it a million times—he passed on Watson and he passed on Mahomes to get Trubinsky, who had only played a handful of college games. And I honestly think that that was Ryan Pace's call to give Trubinsky one more one more chance. Right. So if Trubinsky's not the guy, and, and they got to get rid of him, that means Ryan Pace is out of there too. And then you could make the argument that Ryan Pace had made one of the the worst decisions from a draft standpoint in the history of the NFL by trading up and passing on Mahomes and Watson and all these other guys to get Travinsky. Now,
1: not only know, did I, they trade up, they only traded up one spot. He was going to be there at three anyway. No
2: one was taking him. No, <laughs> one, no one was taking him. And it was like they weren't going to lose him. Yeah, right. but, you know.
1: Yeah, they the worst did. The doing last week, but but they have a great
2: offense, and this will be the you know the Bears beat the Giants, or I'm sorry, the Bears beat the Lions barely, and they 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 barely beat the Giants. Right. So to me, it's like they haven't shown anything, right? To make me think that they're you know they're a legitimate two and team. It's just kind of the same old Bears, which I'm
1: used to. I, I'm I'm gonna bring this right back to football, but I want to bring up Billy Bean one more time. How was he yeah. feeling? Watching Kyler Murray in Arizona—that's gotta—that's gotta, know, that's gotta I, hurt a little bit. It does, but I
2: think I honestly think that. Listen, Kyler—he's a good athlete. He's a great athlete, right? right? Like he could have—he could have played Major League Baseball. He could have played—you um, know—he could obviously could have played uh, um, NFL. But when you look at—you know—after his first, I think with Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. People, his first year, people were saying, "Eh, you know, maybe he should have gone back and played baseball." You know, he didn't. He didn't look great last year. He was okay, right? But that guy looked great this year. Oh, he's great. That, that guy. Uh, I, I have him as a top three court I have, you know, I have whether it's Mahomes or um, uh, Lamar, him or Lamar. Those guys, you can put them right up in the top. Don't three. forget about Russell. So, you know, Russell always gets kind of uh, – Russell never gets mentioned in, 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 with the Lamar. And, right.
1: Because uh, <laughs> he's not sexy like them. He's not – he's you know, not – he, you know,
2: but he's he's good. I think – Oh, yeah. Like, he's, he's really good. I think, uh, you know, it's easy to root for Lamar and Patrick because they're so young and right. exciting and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, don't sleep on Russell Wilson. That guy's really good.
1: Speaking of uh, man, it's just like an invasion of the black quarterback. What's going on here? <laughs> What's you know, Cam, Cam Newton shocked me.
2: No, nah, I wasn't surprised with Cam. So I always thought I'm not a big Cam Newton fan. Right? I, mean, I don't think I'm a Cam Newton fan. He
1: reminds me of Deont- Deontay Wilder a little bit. Just
2: I've always thought I've always, <laughs> I've always thought of Cam Newton to be healthy, like because he has been plagued with injuries. You know, but I always thought, like, if you, listen, if you could get Cam Newton a strong offensive line, if you could get him a, a core receivers that know they're, what they're doing, like a Julian
1: Edelman, someone right. that's just dialed in. That can get open at ball. any time.
2: Right? Like, to me, I'm not surprised Cam Newton's doing well. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, do I consider Cam Newton in the, you know, in the Mahomes or Lamar? No. No. But he's, so he's a lot older, but. There's no reason he, you know, I, I don't put him as a, five, as a as a top five quarterback. But I think you know it's interesting. I, I look at like kind of what's happening with 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 black quarterbacks, and it's like you know you've got you've got your clear studs, you've got Mahomes, you've got Lamar, but you know, and and, you, and you've got a
1: handful of other ones in there. But then you've got like a Teddy Bridgewater and <laughs> Jameis Winston. The, the, yeah, Jameis Winston, where. <laughs> I think honestly,
2: I think the difference is is that they're all very, very athletic. They right. can all throw, they can all run. But I think it's a mental thing. Yep. I think where you have Lamar Odom or absolutely Lamar Odom, you have Lamar Jackson, <laughs> and you have uh, Patrick Mahomes that are that are really understanding the the big difference is being able to read defenses. Right. Where those guys can read defenses, they're smart enough to do it. Where you know some of these other guys are not. But you know that's not a white black thing. Nah. I think as a quarter. You can either read defenses, or you can't. And if you can, you're going to be successful in the league. But it also helps that you can run real fast. Hey, you know, I, so. I
1: tell you, who I was impressed with, Justin freaking Herbert.
2: Yeah, you know he's always been good. Yeah, I, I think he, he, you know, and and, and I don't think uh, I wouldn't be against him having the starting job. No, I mean, you I got just, you I, have
1: I, to you have to give him the yeah. start. You have to yeah. now.
2: Yeah. I don't think you know. I think the, the. the the problem with that team was San Diego's defense. Right, right. Like, I mean, they were able to kind of hold up and, and do what they need to do. But you got to remember, they're playing the best offense, if not, you know, right. second best offense in, in the
1: NFL. Yeah. So for me, that guy was good, and he energized the team. And you know, who's the who's the other quarterback? It's the guy who got hurt, Tyrod, Ty-Rod Taylor.
2: Right, what's Tyrod Taylor ever
1: done? Uh fire nothing.
2: <laughs> right, you gotta put Tyrod Taylor in there to try to try to lead your team or or you put Eber in there to, you know, to spark some fire in there. But Tyrod Tyrod Taylor's not a winner.
1: Hey, Tyrod needs to stay on the bench. You bring him in if Herbert ever needs <laughs> to like get in if he if Herbert ever gets in over his head, if he needs a game off. Tyrod is is an excellent backup and he needs to understand that role. And and I think well, Herbert well. needs to stay your, your starting quarterback for the rest of the year.
2: For sure. And I was, you know, I feel the same way about, I feel the same way about, um, I feel the same way about uh, who
1: is it? The I like well, Joe Burrow, I too.
2: I do like him. I, I do like him. It's a little too early. I mean, bottom line is that he's in, the bottom line is in, in Cincinnati. Right. Right. So that's, <laughs> right. A, that's a that's a tough game. It's like Baker Mayfield, right? right. Like that Cincinnati and yeah. uh, that Cincinnati and Cleveland. Cleveland yeah. Or, but, you know, there's a handful. There's a handful. Like Tannehill. I, yeah, I actually like Ryan Tannehill a lot. I, I would, I, you know, it's. I think there's, you know, you've got your obvious top, you know, top-tier quarterbacks this year. But what's interesting is when you take away the crowd noise, you
1: take away home field advantage, a lot of these other quarterbacks look good. Yeah, because right? like they, the, they, they don't mean, have the fans so telling much, them they suck all day.
2: Ah, no, it makes their job so much easier. And right. all they have to do is, You know, rely on the talent and rely on the playbook and and, and play ball.
1: It's like batting practice.
2: I mean, really. (laughs) To me, it's amazing when you take away the crowd noise. How I mean, think about it. Like in Seattle, you know, where you've got the 12th man and that's the loudest stadium in the country and now it's nothing. Like to me, that that has a giant effect on the team. And and you could say the same thing about the, the Minnesota Vikings. You could say the same thing about a bunch of teams out there. But that's been that to me has been the most interesting part of uh, that to me has been the most interesting
1: part about this season is really just watching these guys play and taking the taking the fans and taking the noise out of it. Definitely, definitely. What's really interesting is your fantasy team. It sucks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're one and one. You're one and one. I'm two and zero. Oh. You know. For me, like in fantasy, it seems like everyone has
2: the best game against me. Of course, I wasn't having it. I wasn't having it week two. I put a beat down on someone.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that. Talk. Yeah, you put I, a uh, beat down uh, on somebody.
2: <laughs> I dropped one sixty three or something on, and you know, according to Yahoo, they according to the Yahoo prediction, they got me going eleven and two. So oh,
1: we'll see. Okay, all right, well, we're gonna you beat see. Week one though, didn't you? I'm two and zero oh, player. Don't even worry about me yeah. over here. <laughs> Hey Brent. Hey man. Hey. Thank. Once these baseball playoffs start, we're gonna do this again because I want to get your predictions um, before the, the playoffs start, and we're gonna lock them down. But right now, I got to see who's playing who because there's still a couple of moves. Minnesota might catch you guys, so I'm just not sure yet. Um, man,
2: if Minnesota catches, uh, don't get me started. Right. But, so that's the problem. Like the problem, like when a when a team clinches, right, right, and that's what the the White Sox clinched uh, last week, and it's like, well, we're in, and there's no home field advantage. It is what it is. We'll just kind of rest players, or we'll we'll kind of lollygag it around. So the White Sox have lost two in a row now, but you know, right now the it doesn't matter. I think the White Sox, the Twins, and the Indians are all in based on their records. And and normally I would be concerned, but. With no home field advantage, you know these guys are all going to be playing in a
1: bubble. Yeah, in, where's uh, the bubble? This it's two bubbles, right? Like Los I Angeles and first, somewhere else.
2: I think it's one. I think it's where the Texas, uh, Arlington, Texas. Okay. So I think that's where they're going to have everything. So to me, it's like, listen, I, you you'd want your you want your team to win your division. You want them to have, you know. But the only reason you'd want to do that is for home field advantage. Right. That, that goes out the door. So. To me, again, similar to the NFL, you're getting you're getting just kind of the the best of the best playing with no fans, right? And it's it's an unfortunate situation, but it's also just kind of an interest. It's a new and interesting way of watching sports, right? Like I, oh yeah, at first when when baseball came on, I watched the first couple games. I was like, oh, this sucks. There's no one in the stands. They got all (laughs) these cardboard cutouts of people. (laughs) but then, as the season got on, you get more into the game and into the into the kind of the, the the weeds of the game and understanding, you know, how it's played and and why you know why things are done without you know without the fan interference and without the noise and it just becomes a it's just a different game and and honestly, I'm okay with that for 2020. Like Definitely. I feel like I want things to go back to normal for 2021 and I Please. want to have normal seasons with fans. But this is an interesting way. You know, we've never had this before, and, and we might as well enjoy it because it's all we got. It's all we got.
1: Yeah, I was under the impression that the either the National League was going to be in Arlington and Houston and the American League was going to be in Dodger Stadium in San Diego, or reverse. But I'm not sure, but i got to look into that. But it, it'll be interesting to see what those bubbles look like as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Hey, Brent, thanks for coming in, brother. Um, I appreciate you. Um, right before this baseball playoff start, we're gonna get it back because I need to see your uh, your predictions. And I'm probably gonna be calling you about this Bears game on Sunday. We pl- Raiders play the um, Patriots, so we're gonna see how that goes. But I appreciate well, Bears, you, man. Oh yeah, Bears are playing the Falcons, so we'll. See. So if the Bears can beat the Falcons and convincingly, I'll feel a lot better. But I uh, we'll we'll see. I, I it's much better to be a Raiders fan right now than a Bears fan. Sadly. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's sad in itself. But we'll, we'll thanks again, Brent, for coming out and, and and hanging out with me, man.
2: All right, my man. I'll talk to you.
1: All right, buddy. Thanks again, Brent, for pulling up. I appreciate you, my brother. One other thing I want to touch on. A couple other things I want to touch on. HBCU Jackson State University has hired Dion Sanders prime time as his head coach. I am really hoping that he is successful at Jackson State University and historically, an historically black college. Um, I hope that the recruits, he can get any recruit that he wants. I hope that he's very successful. I hope that he gets some television revenue. And I hope that he produces a great team that can that can win also michael jordan danny hamlin uh bubba wallace starting a racing team i'm not mad at you mike keep pushing it's time to take over i guess nascar right thank you all for coming out supporting us you can follow us at front office gm on instagram until we meet again Have a good one.